0: In this video, I'm going to talk about New Year's resolutions and specifically for Christians, how to make and keep New Year's resolutions that aren't just all about you, but are actually all about God. Let's get into it. So 2020 on the whole was kind of a bad year for goals, we could say, I think it's probably a safe assumption. You know, a lot of us had big goals for 2020 and they didn't quite work out. Maybe you had made large plans. Maybe you had gotten the big wall calendar and you had planned everything out, how you were going to do it, what goals you are going to do, and (sighs) pandemic hit, lockdowns hit, nothing got done. I don't want to talk about 2020 anymore. It's 2021, fresh start, let's do this right. What I think would be a mistake would be if we looked back at 2020 and how it didn't kind of shape up how we thought it would and said well, what's the point of making goals? They all fail anyway. I mean, I know a lot of people who are cynical about making resolutions in general because they say, well, I'm just going to fail at it, so why bother? So I don't think that that's how we should think about resolutions, not as Christians. I think we should set goals for the year, and we should have objectives that we're trying to reach towards as Christians. But maybe this year we can set our goals in a different perspective. Maybe this year we can think a little bit different about the resolutions we've made and how they might better honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What are you hoping to accomplish in 2021? Now, you might not call it a resolution. You might not even say it's a goal. You might eschew resolutions in general. I don't care. But I do know this. You have a goal. You have some objective. You have something you're hoping to accomplish this year. Maybe you kind of vaguely want to lose weight or get in shape or get the basement organized i don't know what it is i don't care what it is but you have some objective you have some goal but if there's one thing that is common to most new year's resolutions it's where the focus is and typically the focus of a new year's resolution is on me it's all about me and that i think is why our goals so often fail and also why they're not really worthy goals to begin with. So we talk about productivity or goal setting or New Year's resolutions. It's very much focused on self because really what we're talking about is quote unquote self-improvement. And listen, I don't have a problem with self-improvement. I know that there's problems with the genre, but as Christians, I think we should be focused on self-improvement because believers in Jesus Christ, we experience what's called progressive sanctification. We are growing in our holiness, in our Christ-likeness. It's progressive. It's going forward. It's advancing. It's getting more and more like Jesus and putting more and more of our old self behind. We should, by the power of the Holy Spirit, be growing, be walking with him more closely each day, be improving in our obedience towards him. That's normal. That's good. And I think to make progress we do need to have goals we do need to have objectives we do need to be resolved to do certain things differently so that we continue to grow in the faith so i don't have a problem with resolutions i don't have a problem with goals And i don't think you should either but we need to set them the right way so lots of people have problems with the new year's resolution thing but maybe the real problem is we've been going about this resolution thing all wrong you know i looked up what the most common new year's resolutions were Uh, And they are losing weight, getting organized, learning a new skill, quitting a bad habit, or getting your budget under control. And I'm willing to bet, even if you haven't made a resolution, you probably vaguely have one or more, maybe all of those goals in mind, thinking, well, maybe this is the year I'll get the budget under control or, or lose some weight. And that's fine. And that's good. But I think we need to be thinking about New Year's resolutions actually in a very different way than the world does, and then even how Christians so often do. The first step in trying to get our resolutions right, set our goals right for the year, is we need to consider why we are making them in the first place. And more importantly, to consider who we are making those goals for. If your overarching goal for 2020 is to glorify God this year, which it should be, then you need to approach your resolutions and your sub-goals in a very different way. We need to rethink them. We need to rethink our resolutions, reframe them with God at the center, and we need to renew our commitment to them throughout the year. So let's talk about the first one. Let's talk about rethinking our resolutions. Rethinking your resolutions. Look, I know that New Year's resolutions are a cultural cliche. I know that. But as Christians, we should be making progress. It's okay to set goals. It's a good thing. So the Christian life is one of progressive sanctification. After you place your faith in Jesus Christ and uh, your sins are forgiven, you are justified before God, between here and heaven, what are you doing? Well, you're on a journey called progressive sanctification, and it's progressive because it's a journey upwards. You ought to be progressing in holiness, in putting sin behind you, and in proving how you walk and live for God. That's the Christian life in a nutshell. It's progressive. And so progress is normal. Self-improvement is normal. And it's right and good that we should set goals and try to deliberately make progress in our Christian lives. And I think a New Year's resolution is a great vehicle for aiming at progress in the Christian life. But we need to make sure that we have the right attitude about these goals we're setting for ourselves. And so I think as we approach our New Year's resolutions, we need to approach them and rethink them in terms of how am I going to honor Christ this year? So how would you do that? Well, I I think you got to start by asking yourself a few questions. First is, why am I making this resolution? Why, Why am I doing this? Are you doing it because everyone else does it and it's just a normal thing to do? Am I making resolutions out of a desire for vanity because I care too much about what people think about me? Like, am I simply trying to get my home organized so that people are more impressed with me when they come over and visit? Uh, am I trying to get my finances in order so I can get a Dodge Viper? <laughs> am, I, am I trying to get in shape so that I can look good at the beach in the summer and finally get me a man? You know, whatever reasons you have for doing them, I, I think it's important that you evaluate those, you think those through. Because sometimes we're not like super conscious of the reasons that we're choosing to set our goals. And so take a step back. Think about whatever goals you have for the year and try to articulate, why do I want this? So the first step in making New Year's resolutions that honor Christ is to rethink them. So you need to reflect on them. And now at this point, you might be thinking, Reagan, you've posted this video too late. It's already January. I've already made my resolutions. And now you're telling me in the first week of January just to throw them all out and forget about them. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the first step is to rethink. Evaluate what your resolutions are. You might not throw them out. Some of them you might. Uh, you know, if you if your resolution for this year is to become an alcoholic, I'd say throw that resolution out. Maybe you know, after a little bit of reflection and thinking on it, you might say, "Eh, maybe I don't. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe that's not something a Christian should try to become." I don't know. Just a suggestion. But yeah, rethinking is just the first step. You're you're evaluating it. It's the second step that you really start to. Change the resolutions. And the second step is reframe your resolutions with Christ at the center. When we reframe our resolutions and we realize, man, I'm the center of all of the goals I have for the year, not Jesus Christ, that should cause us to take a step back and consider, maybe I need to do this differently. Whatever goal you have, you should be reframing it with Christ at the center, not yourself. So what does that mean? It means that whatever resolution you make for 2021, you need to make sure that the overarching goal, that the the overarching aim of it is that Christ would be glorified, that he would be made to look great, that you would bring him honor by whatever actions you undertake. And many of the goals that you set, even if they're self-improvement goals, can be framed in a way where Christ is the center of them, where he really is the reason that you're doing it, but it requires conscious effort. It it doesn't necessarily, the goal itself might not need to change, but your motivation and your reason for accomplishing it may need to change. You'll see in a minute why that's such a good thing, because when you change this motivation and you change the reason you're doing it to something that is much higher and bigger than just, I want to lose 10 pounds, but you're doing that to the glory of the God of the universe, those resolutions take on such an import, such a gravity that you can't help but keep pushing on through the obstacles, through the ups and downs to actually accomplish them. You see, it's not a matter of throwing out the resolutions because really any non-sinful activity can be done unto the glory of God. It says in uh, 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. If eating and drinking can be done to the glory of God, So can exercise, so can organizing your home, so can rebalancing your budget. It's a matter not of those goals themselves, but of the heart that is behind doing them. And so a simple shift in perspective, in motivation, in reason, can make all the difference between a goal that is self-focused and one that really does have Christ's glory and his honor at the center of it. It's about the heart. So let's do just a quick example. Let's reframe one of the most common New Year's resolutions that there is, weight loss, or getting in shape, let's say. How would I take that resolution that, you know, maybe in your rethinking process you said, man, that really was just about me. I just wanted to have like a sick beach body so that people would try to do their laundry on my abs. Um, How would we rethink that and reframe it where Christ is at the center? probably get rid of the laundry apps thing, step one. But no, think about it this way. Here, I wrote one down. If you're resolving to lose weight, maybe reframe it as something like, I'm resolving to get in shape this year so that I can honor Christ with my body, have the energy I need to serve him, and demonstrate that I'm a good steward of this vessel that he has entrusted me with. That sounds way better, doesn't it? I mean, I know it sounded wordy and like something a Puritan would write, but that sounds way better, doesn't it? Because it is better. It's the same resolution and you have just shifted it and you have to mean it. I mean, this isn't, these aren't like magic formulas or something. You have to actually mean this. You have to actually step back after you rethink and reframe with intentionality. Say, yeah, that is actually what I really want. I, I do want to lose weight, but I need to need to check my heart on this. I I don't need to just do it because I want to be vain or whatever, or just be healthy in general. The real reason I should want this is because this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and I want him to be honored in my body. This is my stewardship to take care of this. It's a better framing of it. And it is, as I said before, way more motivating. It is way more motivating to have that be the reason you're trying to lose weight than, you know, just to look good in your swimsuit or something. When you think about your resolution this way, what you've done is you've transformed something so just simple and pedestrian and terrestrial, like working out, into something of cosmic import, something that honors God. And all it took was a shift in your heart and how you think about it. You've transformed working out into worship, and that's incredible. So we've talked about rethinking your resolutions. We've talked about reframing them, but the problem is how do you actually make sure you keep them, right? That's the biggest problem, and I think the reason a lot of people are cynical about New Year's resolutions is because they fail, and everyone they know fails at them. And so the third point I would bring to mind for you is recommit to your resolutions throughout the year. Did you know that 80% of New Year's resolutions fall apart by mid-February? Yeah, that's right. People make it a month and a half into their resolutions and completely drop it. 80% of people. So it is no wonder to me why people don't do resolutions. They say, look, the majority fail. I fail every time. Why bother with it? As I've said throughout this video, I think setting goals, resolutions, whatever you want to call them, having some objective for the year is important. It's valuable. You have a fresh chance to look at your life going forward and say, what will I do for the Lord in 2021? How will I be used of him to bring him glory? That's an awesome way to view a new year. And I'm sure that there are many reasons people fail at resolutions. Of course, you know, there's been research done on this about why do resolutions fail so often. And a lot of that comes down to the resolution people made was just a vague intention. They didn't actually articulate what they wanted to accomplish in like an actual measurable goal where they would know if they did it. They didn't even write it down. That's one of the biggest difference makers in studies, whether someone accomplishes a goal or not, is whether they wrote it down. It's that simple. So if you have something you're trying to accomplish this year, the best thing you can get started to do is to write it down. And I would even just as an aside, write it down every day, rewrite it. If you journal or maybe you write on the computer or something, rewrite it. It just burns it into your mind to make that a habit. But for our purposes, if you have rethought and reframed your resolution for the year, you have a much better foundation to ensure that you actually accomplish what you've set out to do for the year. Because the weight of the resolution you've made is so much greater. You have put it in the context of honoring the creator of the universe. It's a lot more important now than just something that was kind of self-serving. And if you fail at it, you're like, well, I didn't let anyone down but myself. Now it's important. Now it's reframed the right way. Now it's about God's glory. And so you have a much higher probability of actually continuing in them. But what I want to say in this third point about recommitting to them throughout the year is, guess what? You're gonna fail. You are going to fail. Like, say you set a resolution. Let's just to stick with the theme of like working out, to go to the gym five days a week. You're gonna mess that up at some point. I mean, maybe you'll make it, but what happens is people fall off the horse one time and then they just stay down and they're like, "See ya, horse. Hope you have a nice life and let it gallop off into the sunset." Don't do that. Get back on the horse. Because here's the amazing thing. One of the, as you think about goals, you think about resolutions, one of the things that Christians have that other people don't is that we understand this little word called grace. Christians know how to fail. Because a Christian is a person who has come to terms with their absolute abject failure as a human being. I mean, that's what it means to come to Christ, is you, by his power, he's revealed to you, my goodness, I have fallen far short of the glory of God. I am a sinner who's deserving the wrath of God. What am I going to do about this? How do I fix it? And instead of God saying, well, be better or do more good works and then I'll save you. He says, no, by my own strength, by my own initiative, you who are dead in sin will be made alive because I'm God and I'm showing you grace. And so a Christian of all people ought to understand that failure is not just an option, it's an inevitability for a fallen creature. And you will fail at your New Year's resolution. You will. I'm sorry. You will fail at it. But what's going to make the difference is if you say, you know what, I have this resolution, and it is my aim with it to glorify the God of the universe, and I will fall short of that aim, and I will sometimes not fulfill it. Get back on the horse. Ask the Lord for help confess it. Say, "Lord, I I wanted to honor you with this this year and I haven't done it. I have I have gotten distracted by comfort, by ease, by sin even, and I haven't honored you in this thing that I committed to doing. Forgive me. Help me to do better and get back on that horse." So, New Year's resolutions, they don't have to be ventures that are doomed to failure. They can be successful ventures. They can be God-glorifying ventures. And if you set yourself up in this new year with goals that their aim is to honor Christ, if you do it the right way, he is on your side. He wants you to succeed in those things. So go forward by faith. Pray. Ask him for help. Seek the help of other people. And keep those really rethought, reframed, and recommitted goals in front of you all throughout the year and just keep trying at them under his power because that's the goal here, guys. We are stewards of these lives and you are a steward of the year 2021. How will you use it for God's glory? Will you honor him with it? Will you progress in your sanctification? Will you look back on this as a year where you were in God's word more? You obeyed him more? You shared the gospel with more people? You actually lived like a Christian ought to live, and it was just a major point of maturity in your life as a believer? Or will it just be another year where you coasted, where you just did the bare minimum? That's really up to you. But speaking personally, I like the former idea. Let's make this a year where we glorify God with our lives. Because He so richly deserves it, doesn't he? Well, guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. Shout out to my Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, Added several new Patreon supporters to the number this week and it was just such a boon, such an encouragement to me that you guys are willing to support the efforts of redeeming productivity. Very much appreciate that. And lastly, as always, If you're not on my newsletter, you need to get on there. It's a free weekly newsletter that the aim of it is I'm trying to help you become a more productive Christian with your life. So I share some little tidbits, things I'm thinking about and how productivity relates to the Christian life and to scriptures. I share five to six links from around the web that'll help you to become more productive. And it's just a fun little thing. I have quotes, all kinds of stuff. And so you can get that for free. It just comes every Thursday. Just go to redeemingproductivity.com slash newsletter, or again, check the description below. All right, guys, thanks for listening. I will see you again here next week. But until I do, remember this, in whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God.